Welcome to the Journey Church Houston podcast. The Journey is a church plant in Houston, Texas, inviting people on a journey to discover the truth, goodness, and beauty of the Christian story. Whether you are a skeptic, a spiritual seeker, or a committed follower of Jesus Christ, we pray this podcast engages your heart and your mind with the true claims of Christianity, why it's believable, and how it makes sense of our lives in the world. And we hope you are inspired to take your next step in your spiritual journey. In this episode, I, Mace, conclude our series on relational evangelism. So far, we have talked about how everyone is on a spiritual journey and how we can help people move through their spiritual journeys from unknown to known and then from known to curious. In this session, we talk about how we can help move people from curious to believing by sharing the good news of Jesus with them and journeying with them to overcome any obstacles they may have to belief. So let's take a listen to the conclusion of our relational evangelism series. So today we are in our fourth and final week of our relational evangelism series. And by way of reminder, the evangel is the good news, specifically the good news that by grace alone, through faith alone and Christ alone, we can have forgiveness of sins and eternal life because of the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. If that's the evangel, the evangelism is sharing this good news with others. And specifically, what we've been talking about is relational evangelism. And what we mean by that is we are acknowledging that there are people that God has already placed in our lives with whom he wants us to share this good news with and to invite them into Christian community. And that starts with helping them move from unknown to known. We ask open-ended questions and we actively listen. And then we help them move from known to curious. As we listen, we, we gently start to notice and reveal plot holes in their worldview. And then we share our story with them of how the truth, goodness, and beauty of the Christian story has changed our lives. And that creates opportunities to share the gospel story. And we get to uh, have the joy of helping people move from curious to believing, which is going to be the focus of our lesson tonight. So, and this is a rhetorical question, so you don't have to say anything out loud. Um, but if someone were to ask you to share the gospel or to share the Christian story with them, would you feel comfortable and confident in your ability to do that? The good news, no pun intended, is that this is what we're going to talk about today, is sharing the gospel. And in my experience, the hardest part is just getting the ball rolling. And Stephen shared something similar last week, but often the simplest yet most effective way to get the ball rolling for an, in an opportunity to share the gospel is to simply ask someone permission. So maybe you're talking with someone and you're talking about your weekends and you tell them something about being a part of the journey and you say something like, hey, Sometimes I would, I would love to hear more about your spiritual journey. Would you be open to that? Or maybe you're, you're just talking about your favorite stories, like your favorite movies or, or literature, and you share with them how much you love the, the biblical story. And you say something like, have you ever thought of the Bible as a story? Have you ever heard what the story of the Bible is? Would you mind if I shared with you a little bit of my understanding of what the biblical story is about? Or... Would, maybe you're talking to someone about a struggle in their life or 
They're, they're lamenting the pain and suffering and injustice in the world. And, and you say something, hey, would you mind if I shared with you what I've learned about what the, the Bible has to say about pain or suffering or evil and, and how it gives me hope and peace? Or maybe you say something like, hey, I have a, a little booklet here that, that gives a summary of the biblical story or the Christian story. Would you mind if I shared that with you? I would love to hear your thoughts. Or another idea is, is offer to read a book of the Bible with them or read a good Christian book with them. Say, hey, I have a book that I found really helpful on this topic. Would you want to, to read it together with me? You may be surprised how open and curious people are, um, especially if we go into the conversation humbly and with a, a posture of simply wanting to journey together with them. I know we've shared stories of uh, before of when Stephen or Ramsey or I have gone around the park trying to, to um, start up spiritual conversations with people. And it always amazes me just how open people are. Um, one gentleman, I, I can't remember if I shared this story before, but one gentleman we ran into the other day said, man, this is crazy. I was just walking around the park thinking about spiritual things. And these two guys walk up to me and start wanting to talk to me about spiritual things. And so I think you'd be surprised. You know, we have this fear that people don't want to talk about these things. But I think if we enter these conversations humbly, if we enter first with the posture of a learner, we'll find that people are actually more open than, than we think and actually thankful that someone wants to talk about these, these deep things of life with them. So the ball's rolling. And you see an opportunity to share the gospel with someone. What do you say? Well, I've already shared a, a summary of the gospel that I find helpful, that the gospel is the good news that by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, we can have forgiveness of sins and resurrection to eternal life because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And really all this statement is doing is paraphrasing what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, a passage we've looked at before. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. And so, maybe... An action step for you is to just put a bookmark in your Bible on that passage or to save those verses on your phones. And when the opportunity to share the gospel with someone presents itself, maybe just pull that out and, and read these verses with them and, and talk about what they think of these verses. Or another tried and true tool is uh, something called a gospel tract. And Stephen has done a lot of research on this and he's found one that fits uh, right in line with our emphasis on the Christian story, it's appropriately titled The Story. Um, I'm going to walk us through a little bit of it now, assuming that my technological skills work well enough to do this. Um, so it opens with um, a summary of the Christian story. And it goes like this, that if you only read one page... The Bible tells the story of God's steadfast love for his stubborn people. In some ways, it's a sad story because human beings have made the world such a sad place. 
But ultimately, it's a happy story. The Christian story is about the good news that God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16 Some people have heard of John 3.16, but fewer people know the rest of the story. It goes something like this. Creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The first man and woman enjoyed a perfect relationship with God. Everything in the universe was good. Curse. But everything fell apart. Adam and Eve rebelled. Because of Adam's sin, we are all sinners, doing and thinking what is bad for us and displeasing to God. Christ. So God sent his son, Jesus Christ, full of grace and truth, power and perfection, humility and holiness, to make a way for sinners to be reconciled to God. Cross. Jesus died for our sins on the cross, bearing the punishment we deserved. He rose again on the third day in demonstration of his power over sin and death. Recreation. Just as God raised Jesus to new life, so God is making all things new. In the end, God's people will live forever, free from pain and full of joy in God's presence. And then commitment. This good news is for those who turn from their sin and trust in Jesus. None of us deserve God's mercy, but we can get right with God through Jesus Christ. And so you can take something like this booklet and just share that brief summary of the Christian story with them. Or if you have a little bit more time to sit down with them over for coffee or, or lunch or invite them into your, your home, um, there, it also goes into more detail. I'm not going to go page by page through it, but looking at the first part of the Christian story, creation. A glorious God creates a good world. Genesis 1, 1 and 31a. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. There is only one God. He is good and glorious, loving and holy. God made us in his image to worship him, to be in relationship with him and reflect his character. God made the world perfect, a paradise where we could enjoy God and his gifts. So maybe you read that, that first page with them and you ask them a question, something like, you know, as you read this description of creation, the, God, the way God made it, the way God intended it, do you think that describes our world today? And they might say, no, I don't. And so then you might say, well, what do you mean by that? Or tell me more, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And so they might describe to you how, yes, there is good in the world, but there's also pain and suffering and death and injustice. And then you might say, did you know the Bible gives an explanation of, of what went wrong? And then you could go on to the next section, which talks about the curse. Or let's say you ask them if this description of creation describes our world today. You know, if they're the type that tends to see the world through rose-tinted glasses, they might say, yeah. And they might say, yeah, there's, there's, there's tons of beauty and, and goodness in the world. And you could say, absolutely. And the Bible explains why. It's because we have a good and gracious creator. And then you could continue, but wouldn't you also say there's hard things in life? 
which everyone would have to agree with. And so then you could go on again to say that the Bible gives an explanation for why things are the way they are. So you could read through just page by page, asking them questions about what they think about uh, what you're reading. Always pausing to ask questions, always you know, tr trying to practice these skills that we've been talking about, about asking open-ended questions, about actively listening. And as you get to the end of the story, you, you know, you could sum it all up by just asking the question, hey, what do you think about all this? That was the, the question that got me to finally profess my faith in Jesus Christ. I was having a conversation with Jennifer and she said, hey, you've been, you know, coming to, to church with me for a, a couple months now. What do you think about this whole Jesus stuff? And for me, in that moment, I was finally ready to say, I believe. And so maybe you ask, you share this story with them, and you ask them what they think, and ultimately they're going to be either ready to believe at that point, or they won't. So we'll talk in a few minutes about what to do um, based on their, their response. Now, our goal would be that eventually all of us would feel comfortable and confident sharing this story without something like this tract. Um, or maybe you get to the point where you only need the prompts, creation, curse, Christ, cross, recreation, commitment, and you've uh, so worked on uh, in internalizing the story that you can share it with someone. Um, but we know that for all of us, um, we there comes times where in the moment we get nervous and we're not sure what to say, and that's what makes tools like this so helpful. So everyone's going to leave here with at least one copy of the story with them so they can share with others. And so um, this is a tool that we want everybody to, to have available to them. Um, and I want you to be encouraged that even if you've, you have to you know, take something like this and you're sitting there reading it word for word with someone, as we've already talked about this evening, it's not the, the presentation that saves, it's God that saves. It's not the, the messenger, it's the message. The Apostle Paul, uh, when he wrote to the Romans, if I can get this to, to work correctly again, there we go. Um, the Apostle Paul wrote, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it, the gospel, the message, the Christian story, in it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. And so something as simple as, as a gospel tract that you mumble and bumble your way through can be used by God to bring someone from death to life. In fact, one of the, the pastors and, and thinkers that I've been following for a few years now that's, that's really been helpful in shaping my thoughts of, about Christianity and ministry, he was saved because someone nervously went up to him on a college campus and shared the gospel using a, a gospel tract like this. And so at the end of the day, whatever you need to clearly and comfortably and confidently share the gospel, do it. So you've gotten the ball rolling. You've shared the gospel. You, you read the verses from 1 Corinthians 15 or you shared something like the story with them. What happens next? What happens if you share the gospel with them and they are ready to profess faith in Christ? Well, the first thing you do is you celebrate. That you celebrate that by grace through faith, that person has just moved from death to life. And then we invite people to take next steps in their spiritual journey. 
what would those be? Well, first, that would be inviting them to publicly declare their faith through baptism. We're going to talk more about baptism in a couple weeks, and so I don't want to belabor the, the point, but the pattern that we see in Scripture is that when someone believes the gospel, they then publicly declare that faith and identify with Christ and His church through baptism. And then we invite them into Christian community through membership in the local church. If appropriate, we invite them into Christian community through membership in our local church. We invite them to be a part of the journey with us. And then third, we invite them into lifelong discipleship, a life of following Jesus together with their brothers and sisters in Christ. Ideally, you continue your personal relationship with them and you help them grow in their faith. So maybe you, you meet once a week to read through a gospel, like the Gospel of Mark, or to read through an epistle, like the, the letter to the Ephesians. Or maybe you read through a good Christian book together to, to help them understand this new faith that they have. That's if they, they're ready to believe in Christ when we share with them. But what if they don't profess faith in Christ in that moment? What if there are still obstacles getting in the way of their belief? Well, first, know that this is totally normal. And in fact, this is the most likely immediate response when we share the gospel with someone. But we have to remember that success in evangelism is not conversion, it's faithfulness. Success is sharing the good news and then leaving the results up to God. And second, we need to remember that evangelism is a process. This is one of the reasons why our church plant is called The Journey. Most of the conversion stories I have heard, the person's moment of belief came sometime after the gospel was shared with them. Most of the time it came in some moment after they experienced some sort of internal existential crisis, and then they remember this gospel message that someone shared with them and they're finally ready to surrender and believe. And that's essentially my story, as I've, I've shared. Um, I can remember the first time the gospel really landed on me, really made sense to me. But I didn't come to a place of conscious uh, belief in that moment. Um, and to be honest, I don't really know exactly when that happened. But I remember the moment when the gospel finally made sense to me. And I remember... The moment a week or two or three weeks later when Jennifer asked me what I thought about this whole Jesus thing and I was ready to then publicly declare my, my faith and make a, a commitment to follow Christ. But I suspect that probably I came to, to saving faith sometime in between those two, two moments. And so my, my point is this, that most people will not profess faith in Christ the moment we share the gospel with them. So what do we do? We ask and we journey. So first, as we've been encouraging you to do throughout this entire process, as we're trying to help people move from unknown to known and from known to curious and now from curious to believing, we ask questions. We ask them about what their obstacles are. What is it that's preventing them from believing the gospel? We ask them what it would take for them to believe. And here's the thing. Often we're, we're scared to ask a question like that because we feel like we have to have all the answers. Like, what if they say an objection or ask me a question that I don't know the answer to? And that's okay. Yes, it's, it's, it's good and, and wise to learn some basic apologetics, some basic 
reasons for believing the, the Christian story. And that's something that as we continue in this church that we hope to equip one another with through our discipleship classes when we launch those. But the most important thing is that you have a willingness to journey alongside someone. You don't have to have all the answers. You just have to have a willing heart. Offer to go on a, a journey with them to discover the answers to their questions, to their doubts, to their objections. So maybe you say something like, man, that's a really great, great question. Or, yeah, that makes total sense. And then you say something like, I've actually been wanting to read you know, such and such book. Would you be willing to read it with me? Or you could say something like, I actually remember seeing this really great sermon about that. Would you be willing to watch it and discuss it together? We're working on, uh, Stephen and I are working on curating a list of resources and, and putting them on our website um, based on you know, what someone's, where they're at in their spiritual journey, resources that you might um, find helpful to, to walk alongside someone or just to invest in your own spiritual edification. Um, but if you ever come across a, a topic that you want to dive into for your own personal edification or because you're, you want to be equipped to, to help someone or you're looking for something to read or watch along some, uh, with someone, if, if you ever you know, want to dive into a topic and you're not sure where to start, um, just ask Stephen or me, and we would love to help find the right resource for you. If we don't have one off the top of our head, we will find someone who does. All right, here's what we're going to do for the next several minutes is we're going to practice. We're going to, I know this is going to probably feel a little awkward and uncomfortable for, for some of us, but remember that we will never feel comfortable out there without practicing first in here. And so we're going to partner up and um, I'm going to put up on the screen some scenarios of different objections that we might come across as we're interacting with people. And we're going to pair up and I want you to think through, I'll assign each pair one of these possible objections. And I just want you to start brainstorming how you might respond if you came across uh, this particular objection. And then we're going to come back together in uh, a few minutes and we'll just share what we, we came up with. And then, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um, so it'll only be a few minutes, so no one is expected to come up with something super eloquent, but just trying to get the creative juices uh, flowing. So let me pray for us, and then we are going to partner up. Well, Father, you are good and gracious. And even when we rebelled against you, you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins and reconcile us with you. And now you have given us the joyful task of sharing this good news of Jesus with others. Forgive us of our, our fears and insecurities when it comes to something like evangelism. And we thank you for the reminder this evening that our job is simply to share the good news and leave the results up to you. Our job is simply to be willing to journey alongside people. And we thank you for the brothers and sisters that have developed tools to help us, tools like the story or blog posts or books or podcasts that address these common obstacles that people have to belief. 
We ask that you would increase in us a passion for evangelism, a passion for helping people move from death to life, from unknown to known, from known to curious, and from curious to believing. And give us open eyes to see the people who are already around us who need this good news. And give us the courage and boldness as the opportunity presents itself. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus, through whom we are able to bring all of these requests to you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Journey Church Houston podcast. For more resources and to connect with us, including to learn how you can be a part of the journey, visit thejourneyhouston.org.